1: if you are international
0: and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org circles and add the internet church circle to your calendar. Listen, a whole group of
2: people didn't even get the reality of God. Nope. Their minds were darkened. And they're in trouble. And the Jewish nation is like, yeah, yeah those Gentiles. They got it and wrong. And then Paul turns around. He's like, ha, ha, you. Joke's on mm-hmm. you. You too.
0: Welcome back to The Move, where we are vibing with the book. You know, every time you say vibe, I still think jive in my head. I know that that's not the right <laughs> word. We're vibing with the book. Ten minutes at a time. Ten minutes at a time. (laughs) Today we're talking Romans chapter 3 verses 21 and part of 22. 22 22-ish. Part of it. Have you read it? I did.
2: I read it. You read it? I read it. Or you can read it again. This is a short one. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith
0: in Jesus Christ for all who believe. Before we start the timer, hit that subscribe button. Drop a comment. Do the whole emoji thing. Yes. Prayer hands. Yes. Whatever. Whatever flavor. Yes. It's cool. Just let us know what you're thinking. Yes. Ten minutes starts now. So, Jonathan, the other day in uh, in class at church, uh, the teacher was like, "What is?" your favorite word in the bible and it can't be jesus right Uh because it's always jesus
2: Uh jesus the answer
0: and there were different answers yeah you know what my answer was oh man what's your what's your favorite word i don't know i
2: was going to say something really cheeky but (laughs) i don't know what's your favorite word my
0: favorite answer is but (laughs) okay because there's a lot of times in the bible where we get like no hope Uh uh-huh a lot of stuff is going on but uh-huh. And this is one of those but moments. Uh-huh. You know, there's that song about that word. I don't know that song. You know that one where he, he likes the word but? No.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> I see where you're going. I see where you're going.
0: This is one of those moments because uh, for the last, what, three-ish chapters, Paul has basically made one point. And it's
2: been since verse 18 of chapter 1 where he's like, listen, a whole group of people didn't even get the reality of God. Nope. Their minds were darkened, and they're in trouble. And the Jewish nation is like, "Yeah, yeah those Gentiles." They got it and wrong. And then Paul turns around. He's like, "That's you. Jokes on mm-hmm. you. You too." Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh
2: no. All right. And then he gets to that. For we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory, and yeah. we'll get there. But yes, yeah. yes. And so,
0: so my favorite word.
2: But that's how it starts. You remind me of uh, but now the the preachers, you know
0: but god but god but god but god said yeah 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 so yeah
2: this is a good word so what's the interruption here cuz but is always works as an interruption what's the interruption that goes on from this argument that paul makes both gentiles and jews have not sought the true glory honor and immortality of a god who is not enthroned in majesty but a god who enthrones himself in suffering
0: that the law is aiming towards, like, this butt interrupts. He's speaking against this idea that I could possibly do something to establish right relationship with God. That's right. That the works of the law somehow yeah. accomplish this this saving. Yeah,
2: this. because thus far, in our framing and in our anticipation, we've talked about the enthronement of God on a cross, but Paul hasn't yet. mm And what he's been addressing is this, that you're highlighting, that these works, that you can't actually come or understand God if what you're localizing, your relationship to him through and in, is these works of the
0: law. Correct. Okay. So he's highlighting something different here. The, The approach is coming out of left field for most of the readers at this point. Is it? Is it? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. You seem like you're, you're questioning that. I, where are you going with that? So when we that question, um, oh, I see where you're going with it. Okay. Well, I, sorry. It took me. It took me a couple seconds to come to the party. Well, that it comes out of left field, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, is in this letter to these people in Rome. Uh, these people in Rome are already part of some sort of existing body. Mm-hmm. They're a church. So it doesn't come as a surprise to them what he's going to say next in the sense of that God has done something on their behalf because that's why they're gathered. Right. Right. It doesn't also come as a surprise to Paul that it doesn't come out of left field what he's going to say because to Paul, now in his understanding, What he's about to say has always been there. Mm -hmm. It's just that our perspective and focus has to shift
0: shift because we were blinded. So it comes out of left field, though it shouldn't have come out of left field because it was front and center. It was front and center. The entire time. And here's what we're talking about. Go
2: ahead. Now we know... Oh, oh, sorry, I'm reading the wrong verse. But now, <laughs> I was like, where's that? That's back Ten minutes ago. <laughs> but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. So this is the that's sentiment. A con- that's the
0: that contrast there. Apart from the from, law. Apart from, out of the field? Huh? What? It's just. Although. aha uh-huh. The law and the prophets bear witness to it. That's right. So that then. This this isn't Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. No. Because the only law and prophets. That's a Jewish idiom for yeah. for, for the scripture, for the book, uh-huh. for the text. It's. The only available thing is Old Testament. That's right. He's saying it's been there this entire time. It's in there. And it's
2: in those first five books. uh, Genesis, (laughs) Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, which is commonly referred to as Torah, Torah, which is the law. And then... What comes after, which is the writings and the prophets, which are collectively known as, uh, uh, not now I'm blanking on my Hebrew, but it's the Ketuvim and the I'm blanking, I don't but know. altogether, all Greek to me, oh yeah, altogether they're what's called the Tanakh, okay. right? Which is Torah and then the prophets and the writings, right? So that Paul is saying that listen, in our writings in the torah and our prophetic writings and even in the psalms it's in there yeah but it's actually apart from the law because here's the thing we we didn't understand the law prophesied mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. but the law itself cannot give it mm. so it has to be apart from the law although the, the law, law is the thing that shows you it so it'd be almost like this you can imagine an old man if the if the if the the law was embodied like it was anthropomorphic, it was now a human right it'd be an old man that would say something like, "Hey, pay attention because a righteousness apart from me is coming, and God will raise somebody up that will accomplish all that I'm saying." Hmm. oddly enough, there was an old man, oh yeah, that spoke this, oh yeah, his name was. Moses, Mm -hmm. and in Deuteronomy 18, 15, he actually says a prophet will rise up. God will raise a prophet. And the Greek word there, if you go to the Septuagint, just to get a little nerdy, if you Uh go to the Septuagint, the Greek word there is anastasis, I think, right? Which is in the word family of resurrection, raise up. Not drawing a one for one, but just something to think about. But it's it's there. It's there. Moses is saying, listen, God will raise a prophet up. Jesus himself, when he walked on earth, he said things like the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John, mm. Luke 16, 16. There's a Matthew eleven thirteen.
0: 13, all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And what, why did the law and the prophets have only up to that point? Why did it stop there? What was unique about John? Well, John was the last and great prophet who was
2: actually the herald before the fulfillment Mm -hmm. would actually
0: come. And this is what John is getting at in chapter one when he's dunking people. He's having a little party over there. Then he sees Jesus off in the distance. And what does he say? Behold, the Lamb of God. There it is who takes away the sins of the world. And he is the fulfillment of the promise. So, so John is doing two things there. He's not only pointing backwards, but pointing forward, forward to what Jesus is about to accomplish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that then... John is this
2: embodiment. He is the fulfillment. If at the beginning you have Moses, mm-hmm. right? The end is
0: John mm-hmm. in the sense of the—, the that, that first round, right, perhaps. That last one who speaks— You could say that's the season, and then now the postseason's coming. Yep. Playoffs is come. This is where the real stuff happens. The real things
2: shows up. And, and John is speaking to something that will show up. But when John speaks about Jesus, Jesus does not speak as though something else is going to show up. He
0: says— This is what's always been.
2: I am here. Yeah.
0: I am here. So this isn't a plan B. This isn't like an afterthought. This was plan A from the very beginning, Genesis 315. A seed will come and bruise its head. Right? right? So that
2: Jesus, and this is why Jesus says things like, don't think that I've actually come to do away with the law. I've come to fulfill. fulfill." And often we do this thing where we limit that passage. to say that Jesus simply came to keep the law because he's born under the law. This yeah, is Galatians, right? Yeah, he's Jewish right? or whatever. And he's Jewish, so he's come to keep
0: the law so that which, then when he raises up- maybe, maybe he did that, right? Yeah, maybe. But, but that's th- not the thing.
2: That's not the thing. No. He didn't come just to keep the law, although I firmly believe Jesus kept the law. Of course. Because had he not kept the law, he, he would not. not have been a perfect sacrifice.
0: Absolutely. So that's to be sure. But he did not come in order to keep the law. That's not his purpose, that's not his plan. While that might be accurate in describing what he did while on this earth, he had a different goal and vision in mind. The goal was that he
2: himself would fulfill the law Mm. so that what the law prophesied was about him. And this is key because then that means that the righteousness that comes through Jesus is the very righteousness that the law and prophets saw and prophesied to but could not give themselves so Paul bring it back
0: says listen if you're looking for righteousness by your behavior according to the law nope you missed it yep but there is righteousness available and it's not in the way that you thought it's not even in the in in the 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 system that you thought it's in a it's in a person it's in a person that person is Jesus Christ the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for For those who believe yeah and we'll talk a little bit about what that means That was 10 minutes, hope you guys enjoyed, we'll see you guys tomorrow.